Welcome to the Modern Direct Seller Podcast, where we talk about strategy, training, and systems to help you reach big goals and find success in direct sales. I'm your host, Becky Launder, a San Diego mama, marketing junkie, and sales strategist that has built several six-figure businesses and is on a mission to share the new modern ways to rock your biz. If you're a go-getter direct seller and looking for actionable strategies, you are in the right place. This is for you. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so happy you're here today and thrilled to have our teammate, the amazing Janelle Holden on with us today. Hey, Janelle, how are you? Hey, Becky. I am great. How are you? Fantastic. I'm so excited for this episode because I get the treat of talking to you on maybe a daily basis. But I know our listeners have maybe not met you yet or had a conversation with you. So I think this episode is going to be so juicy and filled with all kinds of amazing sales tips. And also, they're just going to get a chance to get to know you a little bit better and everything that you're doing kind of behind the scenes with Modern Direct Seller. Yay. Yes. I was really excited about this. I want to meet the larger community. We are having such a fun time playing behind the scenes. And it's going to be great to actually get to know everyone in Modern Direct Seller. So this is awesome. So good. Okay. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us your background, what you love to do, and then we can also fill everyone in on your role here at Modern Direct Seller as well. Yeah. Well, let's start actually with that. I am the Director of Business Development at Modern Direct Seller. I've been here since almost a year, since last no March. Yeah. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Well, 11 months and oh yes, my goodness. change. What a so ride. I know. <laughs> that, that year flew by. <laughs> it's about time you're on the podcast. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we've had so much fun. My role coming in was to help us develop some relationships and programs with corporate, with direct selling companies so that we could help provide training directly through direct selling companies for direct sellers. So we have really changed quite a bit since I first started. (laughs) Things have grown so much. It's, oh, it's super fun. It's been so fun. We've definitely been a great case study for a company that has zigged and zagged and changed focus. (laughs) We were a software company to start and then really focused in more on training. And I think the beauty of it is we really have cultivated some great relationships with direct sales companies across the industry. And, And I give you full credit for that. You've worked really hard to connect with people and share with them a little bit about what we do and how we can support them. And I think we're feeling a lot of those results here this year, which has been really great. It has been. It's been super rewarding. And that's what I love about sales. And that is my background is really persuasion and relationships more than anything. I have a background in the nonprofit world. So I did a ton of fundraising. I used to be the executive director and a small nonprofit, but brought in a lot of funds for the work that we did. And that's a form of selling. And then I moved into having my own business and learned 
really how to bring in one-on-one clients from that. And then just decided I really love sales. I love the relationships that you build. I've been in direct selling. So I loved all of that. And I've loved bringing it to Modern Direct Seller and getting to know so many people so well. And that's really what we do as direct sellers. We get to know people, we build relationships, those relationships build, those people trust us to give them great recommendations. And if we're thinking about sales as a service and really being in relationship with people, it just fully pays off for us and for them. I love that. We'll dive into this a little bit more, but I think so many listening are like, we love sharing our products or telling people about our products or things that we like in our business, but we don't want to feel salesy. Like there's something about that word sales, even though we're in direct sales that people get really hung up on. So I just love your approach and kind of how to maybe reframe thinking about what sales actually looks like on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. So if you think about this, people do not like being sold to, right? They don't like that process of feeling pressured or feeling obligated or feeling guilted into parting ways with their money. What they do love is shopping. They love buying. So humans are great at shopping. We are great at spending our money and we are great at deciding, oh, I really want that. So if you think about helping people get what it is that they truly want and being there as a trusted advisor for them and not so much about promotion. So you are not Coke or Pepsi or whatever brands you're seeing on television and you don't have to be the person that you think a salesperson is in the back of your mind. And usually that is, unfortunately for them, used car salesmen. Or maybe I'm dating myself. I almost said that example myself. (laughs) Yeah. There's always that guy that you're thinking about who's pressured you into buying something you didn't really want to buy that turned out to be something that wasn't what you were looking for and disappointed you in some way. So people have, they're like, I don't want to be that guy, you know? Well, don't be that guy. (laughs) Like, don't be that guy. Be the person who cares more about the relationship than you do about the sale itself. So good. I love just the way you put that to really focus in on that person, how you're helping them, how you're supporting them rather than got to make a dollar today. I got to hit that sales number. So good. So what is it about direct sales? Like you've been in the industry, you've been around the industry, obviously now working with us, we're all about direct sales. What interests you or excites you about the direct selling industry? Yeah, direct selling fascinates me for a lot of different reasons. You can build a quote unquote business in a lot of different ways in direct sales. You can do it straight commission, you can build a team, You can lean on your leadership skills. You could lean on um, your marketing skills online. You could lean on your in-person skills and party skills, your extroversion. There are so many ways to build a successful direct selling business. I'm always just so fascinated by what people do with it because there's no one track. Typically, it just depends on the gifts and strengths that people bring to the industry. And then the other thing that fascinates me about it is how great the products are. So I have a house full of direct selling products. (laughs) I shampoo my hair with direct selling products. I use makeup 
that comes from direct selling companies. I wear clothing from direct selling companies. And the reason why I do that is a couple different reasons. One is I love knowing that I know someone that I'm supporting directly with my dollars. Two, I think the quality of direct selling goods is far and above what I can get somewhere else normally. So I think, you know, competition being what it is, sometimes things catch up with the technology that direct selling companies have. But I think you said to me once, you and Jeremy said to yourself, if only we could come up with a fantastic product idea, <laughs> go right into it. <laughs> right? Exactly. Exactly. And I'm the same. I mean, I look around my house, I look around my bathroom, I look around my kitchen, like so many direct sales products are what I use on a day-to-day basis and I really love. And I think the quality is there. It's there more than your average product that you're going to get somewhere else. People have really put a lot of love into what they're offering. And then you get this added bonus where people actually show you how to use it or give you those extra tips and that extra value that you just don't get anywhere else. Yeah. And people will say these products are more expensive than what you would find at Walmart or you know your average store. However, what you get for that money is greater quality and better service. So yeah, I'm always interested in direct selling products. I never get upset if somebody sends me a message and says, hey, I'm with this new company. Do you want to take a look at our products? Because usually there's something that would interest me about them. Oh, be careful what you wish for. You might have a lot of listeners messaging yeah. you. <laughs> Just kidding. Don't not, I won't be sharing my email address. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so you are are really working relationships. You're talking to people. You're out there every day selling. So what are your best tips when it comes to selling, having sales conversations, and of course, following up? Because we know that that's also a big part of selling and connecting with people to build those relationships. Yeah. One thing is to be consistent. Whatever strategy that you develop, decide what can I do regularly that I will keep doing. So let's say you have parties and you decide I am going to host my own party at my house once a month and have an open house sort of thing. And people can come and look at my products and shop with me directly. Okay. Let's say that's something that excites you. That becomes your focal point for your marketing. So if that's where you're truly selling, if you're saying, I'm opening my door at this point in time, then keep doing that consistently and keep inviting people to come and take a look. There might be that. There could be an online version of that. You know, there could be your party in the post, for instance, you know, something that you've decided where you're going to do a consistent way of building a relationship and offering people the opportunity to buy from you. I like to use the analogy for direct sellers of always think about how a mom and pop store runs in your local community. When they open their doors, they have a grand opening, right? So, They tell people about it. They do advertisement. When you open your doors with your direct selling business, you need to tell people that you're opening your doors, so to speak. So the other thing that mom and pop businesses do is they're open from nine to five. They have open and closing signs. And that's what you need to do for your own business. Have signs that say, oh, this is when I'm open. This is when you can come and purchase from me. And this is when you can ask me questions. So if you think about that as an anchor event in your life, 
you'll start to build a rhythm with having more sales. At least I think. Becky, you can tell me if I'm wrong here. I <laughs> know. <laughs> that sounds good to me. I mean, to take your analogy just a step further, you know, our life goal over here is to have a restaurant that we walk into and they know our order. <laughs> and so Jeremy and I have like, for years just laughed about this because there's this one Mexican restaurant, mom and pop shop down the street from our house. And every time we step into Emiliano's, we're like, do they know us now? Do they know us? Because we've been coming here for years. And I feel like we made it about like a year, two years ago, where now we walk in and they're like two Cadillac margaritas and some queso. And we're like, "Uh uh-huh. Yeah, that's our order. You know it. (laughs) (laughs) So there's this level of service, like we talked about earlier, that comes along with that mom and pop shop. You know people's names and you know how to welcome them and you know how to make them feel like they're part of something even bigger. And I don't want to look at my bank statements to see how how much we've monetarily supported them over many margaritas over the years. <laughs> but it's that same idea of like, okay, like this is our spot. Like we feel connected here and we know that they're going to go over and beyond to take care of us. So I, exactly. I love, love that analogy. Okay. So people that are listening now thinking, okay, like I like what I do. I like connecting with people. I love marketing. Maybe I love spending hours in Canva, creating graphics, but selling feels scary. I never want to come across pushy or salesy or that used car salesman kind of mentality. So any recommendations there on how to overcome that? Because I think part of it is it's honestly just in our head. And that's maybe not how we're coming across. But there's this fear factor of being that guy, that girl, that salesy, icky person. So just any tips for our listeners on how they can overcome that? Great question. So I would say having the right language tools, and I know you have a lot of tools within the academy and on your website and other things that you share about exactly what to say. And there's a difference between what you say in a DM and what you say in a text versus what you say at a party and what you say on the phone. So if you're live on a party, what I've noticed that people don't do often enough is they don't ask for the sale. So they might do a great job of presenting their products and their beautiful things that people can buy. And then there's this, this like letdown at the end where there's no here's how to take the next step. So if you think of yourself as a guide, as a shopping guide, then what you would do at the end of a party per se is to say, listen, I've given you everything that you probably need to know about all these products. If you want to purchase the starter pack, which is what I recommend, here's how you do it. And so I would teach them how to purchase, not say, go purchase right now, but give them all of the steps that they need. So you're teaching them actually how to do it. People will follow your example. And you then, you know, you can stop by and say, is there, is there anything that you like? Do you have any questions about it? How can I support you in making a decision about whether to purchase or not? So how can I support you in making a decision about whether to purchase or not is not salesy. It's not pushy. It's very just how can I be of service here? Do you have any questions that you're mulling over that I can answer that would help you make a really good decision? So those are some of the ways just for in-person parties. And then I tell people this all the time. If you just think about the golden rule when you're in sales, which is how would I like to be treated? 
So how would I like to be treated in this situation? And then do the thing the way that you would like to be treated. So I see a massage therapist occasionally. I would love to have my massage therapist text me and say, hey, I haven't seen you in for a while. Would you like to book an appointment? Yeah, That would be a great text to get from my massage therapist and would increase her business dramatically if she did that. So I didn't have to get on the phone, try to make the appointment. You know what I mean? So hopefully that sparks some more thoughts and ideas for you, Becky, too. Yeah. Well, and I think you're right. That invite to make a purchase is often left out of the process because I think we're too shy or too afraid of how that might come across. But I think if you flip your perspective on it, just like you said, I would love to get a message like that. That would help me cross something off my to-do list that's been on my list for a while or solve a problem that I have. My shoulders are tight and I want to get a massage, but I keep forgetting that I have this available to me, right? So really kind of changing the way that you're thinking about it to know that you're not being pesky, you're not being annoying, you're not being salesy or icky or gross. You're coming at that conversation from a place of service. Yeah, absolutely. So let's take clothing. I like to buy from direct selling clothing and I used to do clothing sales myself. So if you know you have customers from your last season, you can easily text them and say, hey, we've got some great new things in the new line, but I wanted to check in with you. What are you feeling like are the gaps in your closet right now? And then I could send you some items that might fit those gaps. So you know that some people are looking for a pair of jeans or some people want a blazer, but you can't guess at those things. You have to ask them. So that's the part that I think a lot of people miss is that they forget to ask people what it is that they need or what it is that they're looking for. So that's another one of my favorite questions. What is it that you're looking for when it comes to your kitchen? What is it that you're looking for when it comes to your closet right now? Those are very gentle, easy selling questions to ask people so that you can get an idea of what to show them. And then you can say, well, this may or may not be for you. That's another way of a very nice, gentle sales phrase. This may or may not be for you, but what we have right now is this, this, and this that would fit those things that you were sharing with me. Do you want some more information about those? Question mark right? It's very permission-based selling, which makes it very easy when we ask permission before we start making recommendations or giving people advice. You know, if someone says to me, I really want to lose weight, I don't necessarily jump right into, well, you should buy these products. You know, I might stop and do like, have you heard of X? It's really helped me. Well, and I, I love that because I think what happens sometimes is that we love our products so, so much we can't help but to launch into why you have the solution and you know that you have that solution for them. So holding that back a little bit, asking some key questions, I think is a great lesson there in that conversation. Because if you, you know, start blabbing on and on and on about how great your stuff is, then that's when people get a little bit like, oh, (laughs) it's getting a little bit weird here. Yeah. I mean, just think about if someone was walked up to you randomly on the street and said, you know, I'm just loving my hair care products. How weird that would be. Yeah. You would <laughs> it was like, good for you. Yeah. I'm glad. Yeah. 
<laughs> so true. So true. I mean, yeah, try to be human, right? Yeah. So I always say that. I'm like, I know this isn't concrete training, but just be human. Don't be weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what kind of trends are you seeing in the direct sales world here this year? I know that, you know, we've had a lot of conversations with companies as well as leaders. What should we be on the lookout for this year? So this is really interesting. There's been a lot of trends in people wanting to go back in time and not that far back in time. Uh, So there's some new things happening and there's some old things happening that I want to just point out. One old thing that's happening is people are looking for non-algorithmic ways of connecting with people. So they want to go back to the phone and the camera versus the camera in the phone. They are interested in continuing to find things through word of mouth. So one thing to consider is where am I at besides social media? And can I meet people where they are at? And the trend that we're seeing right now is that everyone is everywhere, meaning it's really hard to pinpoint where the majority of your shoppers are, which means that you're probably going to have to expand your social media reach and also or also go back to what's tried and true, which is email, texting, people's phone, and in person, right? So I would say biggest tip that I would have for people is get a strategy for how you're going to get into someone's email inbox on a regular basis and get a strategy for how you're going to actually call them. I have so many products in my house and no one calls me. No one calls me. They're so afraid. Everyone's afraid of the phone. (laughs) They're so afraid that I will consider them a spammer or not pick up or whatever. And I just am like, you're missing the boat. You know, if you actually called me and checked in and said, how are you doing? Do you still love those jeans that you got from last season? It would deepen the relationship. I would likely buy a lot more and you wouldn't waste so much time trying to figure out what to post on social media. Hopefully that makes sense. Yes. I was just going to say the same thing that it really accelerates the sales process when you can actually get voice to voice with somebody and check in on them. They hear that you're genuine. So you're not coming across as spammy, you know, Pammy or anything like that. But I think that's a great tip. I love that. So in direct selling, the thing that I would suggest that people do is zig when you're seeing all the other people zag. So if everyone else is in somebody's Facebook messenger, why don't you be on the phone with people? Why don't you be the one who stands out as someone who really cares? You know, if everyone else is using texting all the time and that's the only tool they use, why don't you use email? So Mm -hmm. there's a lot of different ways to reach people and everyone is getting busier and busier, even though we have more to help us not be busy. We seem to just get busier and busier. So it's hard to break through the noise, but when you do something unexpected, you break through the noise. Oh, that's such good advice. And just going back to one other point that you made that I think is important is everyone is everywhere, right? And and I think that we had the luxury, I mean, one of the silver linings during COVID, right, is that people were only online. Like the in-person was not an option. There was so many things that we used to do that just had to be crossed off the list and refocus, pivot, work, you know, in a different way. But now 
you're right. Some people are online. Some people are in person. Some people are in their email inboxes. Some people are checking text, right? There's so many different ways to connect with people that I think it does really require a lot more skills in your toolkit and a lot of new different ways to connect with people to build those meaningful relationships. And I think what it also means is there's not just one way to do things. And I've always struggled with that when I've done training myself because I never want to say like, oh, in-home parties don't work because they definitely work for a lot of people. They don't work for everyone, but it's the same with an online party or the same as texting or using a system. There isn't one way you really have to find kind of what your niche is and what you like to do and how you can best serve your customers and looking to see where they are is, I think, a good place to start, even if they're everywhere. Where are the most people hanging out where you can actually meet them where they're at and enjoy doing it that way? Yeah, that's one of the best tips for any type of business owner is asking yourself that question, where are my people? Where are they hanging out? Who do they trust? But that question, where are my people, will guide you in so much of what you do. Yes. So, so good. We spent the last year doing a lot of those questions. (laughs) Where are our people? What are they doing? Where are they? How can we better serve them? (laughs) All right. So Janelle, you are always reading something. I always kind of joke about it in the most lovingly way, but Whenever I'm like, should we do this or should we think about that? Janelle's like, well, I got I got a book for that. I have a recommendation. Let me tell you what I'm reading. So what are your favorite books that you think our listeners would also really love? Oh, great question. It's my favorite question. You're right. I love to read. I make a habit of reading. And I recommend that if you think about business as a personal growth journey, as a lot of us do in direct selling, that you make reading a habit. It's great for your mind. It gets you off of all the scrolling and it will bring you a lot of new ideas. A lot of people don't have time for physical books, so they'll just listen to an audible book, which is totally fine as well. I just uh, I want to encourage reading and learning and growth within this community. And so the couple of books, these are kind of oldies, classics, but I think there's a lot here for you. One is called Icebreakers and it's by Tom Schreider. Tom Big Al Schreider. And the subtitle of it is How to Get Any Prospect to Beg You for a Presentation. What I love about this book is he gives a lot of ways of starting conversations with strangers and with people that make them curious to know more. So I think this is in the book where he recommends a phrase called, You Know How. And so you can start a conversation by saying to someone, you know how hard it is to get your hair just right in the morning. And sometimes it feels like you just really need a blowout. So when you start a conversation that way, you're building a relationship right away over a common experience. So these kind of icebreakers that he gives are really natural. You do have to learn them, but they're natural ways of starting a conversation. I haven't read that. I'm excited to check it out. Yeah, you should definitely check it out. Um, and Add then it to my list. <laughs> yes. Jordan Adler, who I think started a direct selling company as well as being a direct seller, wrote a book called Beach Money. Have you read it, Becky? Yep. That one's on my shelf. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> it was it's, one of it's... my first direct sales books I read, like years and years and years, maybe even before I really stepped into the space at all. What did you like about it, if you remember anything? 
Yeah. <laughs> I just like, blanked. This is too long ago. <laughs> um, I might need a refresher. Give me the cliff notes. <laughs> well, the cliff notes were he was in the airline industry before he got into direct selling and he really wasn't loving his life at all before he got into network marketing and direct selling. And so he's got a very inspiring story of how he turned it all around and a lot of mental lessons, mindset lessons in that book. So that's why I recommended that book. And, and the whole concept is that you can make money while on the beach, right? Yes. Right. Okay. That's, that's, the, that whole, that's the whole concept. <laughs> yes. I'm still not living that life, but I'm close. <laughs> I'll, I'll meet. I'll meet you at the beach. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're you're much closer to the beach than I am. So that's true. That's true. <laughs> Creating sales velocity, awaken your power to attract sales effortlessly by Matthew Ferry is a wonderful sales book. I recommend it a lot. It also is not focused on sales techniques per se. It's much more of a mindset and an energy book. It's really about loving everyone that you meet and having a really high vibe and positive energy and having people attracted to who you are and asking you, you know, what are you up to? What are you selling? Tell me more. Yeah. So it's a wonderfully in good and inspiring read. So good. Oh my goodness. Okay. We'll link all those in the show notes so everyone can add to their audible queue or grab the actual book to have in their hand. So good. Amazing. Okay, Janelle, as we wrap up, I always ask everyone this. What is your favorite office supply? Oh, you know, my love of office supplies runs deep. So this was hard. <laughs> Tough question. Um, <laughs> however, I use Archer and Olive journals. Okay. And I particularly recommend the blackout journals. So they're black pages. And I use a white gel pen. Oh, and it's cool. like writing on a chalkboard or something in yeah. your journal. And it's so fun. It stands out. It's actually a little bit like when your web browser is turned to black. Yeah. And dark mode. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Dark mode. And that's how it is with this journal. So 99% of my life used white pages. I really enjoying the blackout mode. I like the blackout mode. You know, we had a journal, it wasn't that brand, but something similar in one of our modern drag seller boxes way back in some of the early boxes we did. And it was super cool. And we added in the white gel pen, but I haven't actually journaled that way before. So I might have to give that a shot. I like it. Mm, try it. It's really fun. I'm enjoying it a lot. So good. Well, Janelle, tell us where can everyone find you? Where can they connect with you? Yes. So I am all the places. You can find me Janelle.Holden1 on Instagram and Facebook. I'd be glad to be friends with you. Be glad to connect with you. I'm also on LinkedIn. So find me over there if you want more business content. I will be ramping up. We've been talking about this. We'll be ramping up a lot of our tips and things that we're sharing with people over on LinkedIn coming up. So you can find me there. And then I have a passion project on the side Becky knows about. I write on Substack and I have a newsletter there and it's janelleholden.substack.com. And for those of you who are interested in taking your businesses abroad, I write a lot about solopreneurship abroad and my particular move that I'm hoping to make this year abroad. 
So exciting. I have loved following your journey on Substack so far, and I just can't wait to actually see the move happen and all the reflections and just that piece of the journey is going to be so exciting too. So yeah, super, are, super exciting. We are following along. <laughs> yeah. Janelle, this was so much fun. Thank you so much. I love the tips and the knowledge that you shared. Our team is so lucky to have you. Our corporate clients are so lucky to get to work alongside you, as well as uh, many of our members of Academy VAP have also had conversations with you. So just so appreciate everything that you're contributing to the team and your willingness over the last year to kind of stick with us as we've we've shifted direction a few times. And I think we're really hitting our stride and it's it's exciting to see all those results happening here this year. So thank you again for being part of the team and also here on the podcast. You bet, Becky. You and Jeremy are, are super inspiring. And I think we're doing some great things here at Modern Direct Sellers. So if anyone wants a conversation with me, feel free to reach out for one. I would love to chat with you. I love it. Well, thank you again. Have a great day today. This episode is sponsored by the Modern Direct Seller Academy. The Academy is currently open for 2023 enrollment. Not only do you have access to courses, toolkits, social media graphics, and training that you can implement right away in your direct sales business, you're also connected with over 500 like-minded direct sellers that are looking to connect, collaborate, and brainstorm with you. You'll have me as your business coach in your back pocket, as well as invitations to live events where you can connect and collaborate in real time. We have an amazing community of go-getter direct sellers, and we would love for you to join us. If you're looking to up-level your business in 2023, this is for you. Join over at moderndirectselleracademy.com. Enrollment is only open for a few more days. So this is your opportunity to sneak in and join us to truly make 2023 the best year yet. We look forward to seeing you over on the other side. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Modern Direct Seller Podcast. For more sales tips, strategy, and systems for your direct sales business, visit your one-stop shop, moderndirectseller.com. Until next time, get out there and go rock your biz.